From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing November 8, 2009. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. VU1AIDS, VU1AIDS, the awareness about HIV AIDS through amateur radio. Started on December 1, 1988, the aim of World AIDS Day is to raise money, increase awareness, fight prejudice and improve education. World AIDS Day is important in reminding people that HIV has not gone away and that much still needs to be done. A special amateur radio station will be operating at UNAIDS headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland from December 1 through 7, 2009 with the special event call sign VU1AIDS. They invite people to observe the World AIDS Day and demonstrate global HIV awareness. The International World AIDS Day 2009 Amateur Radio Certificate. Those amateur radio stations which have a radio contact with VU1AIDS on any three amateur bands will be awarded a special commemorative certificate World AIDS Day Award. Amateur radio stations that have radio contact with VU1AIDS on five amateur radio bands will be awarded a special commemorative UNAIDS pennant. For each radio contact with VU1AIDS, a special QSL card will be sent. New non-line-of-sight optical communications distance record of 288 kilometres has been set with a one-way transmission between VK7 and VK3. The nighttime contact saw Joe VK7JG, assisted by Paul VK7KPG, fire up a narrow beam-width 60 Luxian lead transmitter to scatter red light off the clouds. The possibility of bridging Bass Strait by optical communications using weak signal technology now has been proven with a distance of 288 kilometres. More information on this story can be found in the text editions of this bulletin in Special Interest Group News. The Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group conducts weekly technical training broadcasts. To tell us more, here is WIA Director Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, and I'm with Tony King, VK3API. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Robert. Nice to be with you again. Thanks very much for that, Tony. Now, I hear that there are some transmissions taking place on the uh, local repeater here in Melbourne, and uh, transmissions that your club might be responsible for. What can you tell me about these? Well, I can tell you that every Thursday afternoon at 1400 hours, the Arabelli Amateur Radio Group is transmitting a series of lecture notes on amateur radio. How to make your shack a better place, how to get better signals out of your antennas, how to have less losses in your transmission lines. And uh, a lot of these notes are from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society, but we're supplementing them with our own notes. That's good. And do you have a callback or anything like that afterwards? We certainly have a callback after the uh, broadcast, and we're always pleased to hear anyone call in, because we like to know how far our broadcast is going and just who's listening. And you're getting a few in the callbacks? Uh, yes, it's been pretty successful so far. It's uh, taking about half the time of the broadcast to uh, get through the callback. Fantastic. That sounds like it's really taking off then. And what are your plans for uh, for the future for this? Well, because a lot of people are at work during the day, we're either going to run a second edition every Thursday after our club net on our repeater on a Thursday evening, probably about 9 o'clock. Uh, that may start soon. 
If anyone wants a copy of our broadcast, they're very welcome. All they have to do is write to the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group, to the Secretary, and we'll be only too pleased to forward on a copy of the CD. We like to see this technical information spread as far and wide as we possibly can. Well, we think it's a great idea too, and uh, maybe we can get a few more of these uh, technical transmissions happening right across Australia with uh, perhaps the help of your club. Look, thanks very much for uh, talking to us this morning. It's been very interesting, Tony. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard on the VK3 RMM Mount Macedon repeater at 147.250, 10.30am Sunday mornings. I'm Brad, VK3 Triple FM. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Arms across Australia, I'm Richard, VK2SKY. This week we visit Tasmania, the ACT, New South Wales and Victoria. Starting with VK7, Sorrells Medshed, Tasmania Day celebration. Today, Sunday, November the 8th, is Tasmania Day, and the Sorrells Men's Shed are hosting a Focus on Science Tasmania Celebration Open Day, and there will be many things happening at the shed throughout the day. Starts at, started at 9am. Woodworking, metal bending and welding demonstrations. There'll be science demonstrations by VK7MO, VK7TW and VK7MJ, to name a few. The VK7SMS station will be on the air. There will be old farm machinery and pre-loved items. In VK1, the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club monthly meeting is the annual Christmas party and trash and treasure. The meeting will be held at the Mount Mugga Scout Hall on Wednesday the 25th of November. In VK2, Westlake's Amateur Radio Club are holding competitions to measure the relative efficiency of member-constructed vertical aerials. The competition, to be held on the 14th of November, will measure the efficiency of member-constructed vertical whip aerials. The best aerial at 40 metres and the best aerial at 80 metres will be determined by measurement. A plaque will be awarded to each winner. First transmission is to be at 1pm on Saturday the 14th of November at First Street Marmong Point, past Terelba Sailing Club and near the large public jetty. The measuring station will be line of sight across the water at Warner's Bay. Adjudicator at Mormong Point will be VK2BAR, John, and at Warner's Bay, VK2BZ, Barry. VK3, radio amateurs in the Macedon Ranges area of Victoria, are being called to form a new amateur radio club. The Macedon and District Amateur Radio Club is almost up and going, and it has been decided that several informal meetings will be held at different radio amateurs' homes over the next few months, and if all goes to plan, the club will form. At this stage, there is more than enough interest to start, and a suitable long-term venue is being sought. Each interim meeting will have a guest speaker with a topic to suit all radio amateurs, and foundation licensees will be most welcome. It is envisaged the first meeting will be held in late November, so if you're interested in going along to meetings and helping to build this dynamic club, give Peter VK3TQ a call on 0434-623-423. That's 0434-623-423. Or you can email him, vk3tq at wia.org.au. Those who have already contacted Peter need not reapply. Mark this on your calendar now. The major radio event in Victoria returns to the Conjun Racecourse only an hour from Melbourne, Ballarat and Bendigo on Sunday the 14th of February. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest number 3 will build off the major success of its predecessor events held in 2007 and 2008 that they're still talking about. The major commercial traders have signed up giving it their strong endorsement. Bookings are now open for second-hand sales spaces, tables or car boots. 
A warm invitation is extended to all clubs and groups to be a part of the popular Club Corner. A programme of interesting activities will be announced in coming months, making it another not-to-miss event. For more information, visit the website www.radiofest.amateurradio.com.au. See you at the Centre Victoria Radio Fest on the 14th of February. I'm Bruce Lees, VK3 Triple F, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. I'm James, VK6NAH. Standard Licence and Regulations Course and Exam in Northern New South Wales. Proposed dates for the next Standard Licence Course are the 27th till the 28th of February, which is a theory weekend, and 6th till the 7th of March, which is a theory and exam, and the 13th till the 14th of March, which is the regulations and exam. For more information, contact Duncan VK2 DLR on 02-6628-1337. ARCS Academy candidate Peter VK3 FG November Mike realised a lifelong ambition when he passed his regulations examination and completed the qualifications for his standard licence. Peter has been interested in amateur radio since he was a boy, building crystal sets and other electronic kits, and now, just having qualified the aged pension, is looking forward to getting onto the HF bands with his upgraded licence. Peter has requested the call sign of VK3PJS. Congratulations, Peter there, mate, and well done. Here is news of a real eye-opener for the IT industry. An interesting article in the computer world is certain to get some in the field of information technology thinking seriously about amateur radio. The headline is, Want to bone up on wireless tech? Try ham radio. It centres on John Hayes, K7VE, an IT manager in Washington who devotes most of his spare time to help develop a communication system designed to integrate portable two-way radios with the global telephone network. He hopes to create a fail-proof voice communications infrastructure for first responders. The article points out that being a radio amateur, he has access to abundant spectrum resources in which to engage his passion for research and wireless experimentation. John K7VE says his ability to engage in such research would not be possible without being part of the amateur radio community. The article quotes him as saying, For IT professionals... Ham radio can foster skills that are translatable into real-world wireless and wired networking applications. The American Radio Relay League Media and Public Relations Manager Alan Pitts, W1AGP, was invited to comment in the article and did so in fine style. The article even includes information about ham licensing and a few sample test theory questions. Know someone working in the IT industry who is not a radio amateur? Then send them a copy, please, of the Computer World article. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane South and Northern Gold Coast areas, it can be heard on VK4RGQ on 146.950 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm VK4FABR.
This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au Radio in your inbox. VK1 WIA. Now podcasting to the world. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, with this week's international news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. FCC experts visiting New Zealand to present seminar on spectrum allocation methods and auctions. The NZ Ministry of Economic Development welcomes William Sharkey and Mark Bukowski, senior economists at the Office of Strategic Planning of the Federal Communications Commission USA, as they present a seminar on current research in spectrum allocation issues and auctions. This will be one of the activities to be carried out in November 2009 during their visit to New Zealand as part of a research initiative led by Fernando Beltran, Information Systems and Operations Management Department, University of Auckland Business School. The purpose of this event is to share knowledge amongst participants about emerging research and best practice for spectrum regulation of different uses. Thailand's 7 MHz expansion gets the go-ahead. HS0ZDJ reports NTC, the National Telecommunications Council, has approved the RAST request for the expansion of the 7 MHz band for amateur radio on a primary basis in Thailand from 7.0 to 7.1 to 7.0 to 7.2 MHz, and this became effective Friday, November the 6th. The BPL war, a big win in Sweden. Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF from AR Newsline, says that telecommunications regulators in Sweden have withdrawn certain broadband over powerline or powerline transmission internet access equipment from the public marketplace because some BPL gear pollutes the radio spectrum. KB2, GSD, personal papers go to his college. The estate of the late Walter Cronkite, KB2GSD, has been made public. The retired CBS newsman has bequeathed his college alma mater with what amounts to a treasure trove of papers and memorabilia chronicling his career. Cronkite dropped out of the University of Texas in Austin in 1935 as a junior. Instead, he decided to pursue a career in the news business, but the broadcasting legend never abandoned his Texas-based educational roots. Researchers at the University of Wisconsin and Miami University of Ohio are seeking copies of amateur station logs from 1913 to 1927. This in hopes they may offer insights into the relationship between individuals' work and leisure activities, technology and their social networks of the era. If you happen to have old ham station logs from that period that you would like to see included in the study, please contact Steve Johnson, WD8DAS, via his email. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Following several inquiries, Peter, VK4OD, the RD Contest Manager, has placed all of the results from this year's contest on the WIA website. On the main website, select the Members area, select Contests, select the Remembrance Day page, then scroll halfway down and you will find the complete listings by category order. For the WIA News, I'm Melissa Bullock, VK4FMEL. Thanks, Melissa. Now continuing contest news from Ingham North Queensland, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. November 28 and 29, VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day. 
November 28 and 29, CQ Worldwide CW. PACC Contest 2010, the second full weekend in February, and then March 21 and 22 is the John Moyle Field Day. The Swedish Amateur Radio Society has announced the Marconi Nobel 100 Award. European stations outside Sweden must work, or shortwave listeners must hear, 10 different SI stations between 9 November and 10 December 2009. SM stations may use the prefix SI and there will be several different anniversary calls on the air. SI0GM to SI7GM. Each station counts once per band. The fee for the award is 5 euro or 5 US dollars. Special event calls, big NDX and net advice. KL7JR reports that plans are underway for the activation of Jaco Island before and during AWL's December 11th to the 13th 10 metre contest. Listen out for VY1RST to concentrate on 10 metres for the contest and 14.260 for non-contest activities. QSL via KL7JR at its callbook address. A team of operators will be on the air from Arturo Pratt Greenwich Island in the South Shetland Archipelago between January the 10th to the 24th. Their call sign will be XR9JA. Activity will be on 160 to 6 metres using CW, SSB, PSK31 and AO51 satellite. QSL via C5JA. ZS10WCS. All through November, members of the Northwest Amateur Radio Club in South Africa are operating the 2010 World Cup Soccer Special Events Station. ZS10WCS will be on the air over weekends as propagation conditions allow. CT1DRB is active as T6AG from Afghanistan for the next six months in CW only. QSL via EA3GHZ direct. N1EMC and N1IW will be active as T30KI and T30IW respectively from Western Kiribati between November the 10th and the 16th. Activity on HF plus 6 metres as conditions permit using SSB and CW. QSL via N1EMC. Broadcast monitoring SWL and scanner news. South African amateur radio mirror frequency change. The 16 metre band frequency for the Sunday morning transmission of amateur radio mirror international has changed to 17860 kHz. Reception reports are invited. First issue of monitoring matters. The initial test issue of the new monitoring matters e-zine is now available. It contains news, views and features but this issue is only a taste of what is to come in the future. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in Kempsey on 7146 kHz at 10am. I'm VK2 TV Ray Wells and I'm on air at Community Station 2WET, Tank FM 103.1. On the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service from VK1 WIA, Let's have a look at some enforcement in the intruder watch zone and it certainly was good to hear that at the IARU Region 3 conference held last month in Christchurch, New Zealand that a lot of work is going to be put into the monitoring service so it will be good to hopefully hear from the new IRMS coordinator Peter and also some of the VK coordinators and the people that do sit there taking down intruders and passing them on. It's been a long time since we've been able to bring them to you. But here's an enforcement zone with a difference. OnStar. Yes, it uses radio to end a pursuit. For the first time since it was created, the OnStar Highway Safety System, pioneered by General Motors in the USA, has been used to bring to an end a high-speed pursuit. 
Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, says it all took place when the victim, identified as Jose Ruse of California, was sitting in his Tahoe in a lighted parking lot about 3am. This whilst his cousin was talking on a cell phone from the passenger seat. Out of the corner of his eye, Ruiz says he saw a man walking towards him. The man allegedly pointed a sawn-off shotgun at Ruiz and ordered both men to get out of the Tahoe and empty their pockets. His cousin at first refused, but Ruiz told him to obey, knowing that the OnStar could find the stolen truck with the built-in global positioning system. The cousin relented. The man sped off in the truck. Ruiz then ran towards a nearby payphone to call the police. As luck would have it, he spotted a sheriff's deputy on her break who in turn notified the police. Officers quickly contacted OnStar and got Ruiz's permission to find the vehicle. Police spotted it a few miles away. Now, as officers made a U-turn to pursue it, the Tahoe sped off at high speed in the opposite direction. And at about the same time, police dispatchers told the pursuing officers to be careful that OnStar was about to disable the stolen vehicle by radio command. It did the Tahoe gently rolled to a halt, the robber quickly captured without any injuries except maybe to the alleged robber's pride. The bottom line, technology may soon make it very unattractive to try to steal a car if the thief knows that there's a one in two chance he will be caught by radio remote control. From the USA to the UK and the British may have stumbled on a unique solution to keep pirate broadcasters off the air. Don't let them have outdoor antennas. Don Carlson, KQ6FM, reporting on Newsline, says an unlicensed broadcaster has been banned from every rooftop in London, England. This after he pleaded guilty to installing pirate radio equipment on a tower in the city. According to a report on UK telecommunications regulator Ofcom's website, the man received the anti-social behaviour order following a successful prosecution by the regulatory agency. And, also in Ofcom news... Late in the evening of October 15, a team of enforcement officers from Ofcom, assisted by Humberside Police, apprehended an individual in the Hull region on suspicion of illegally transmitting on the region's amateur radio bands. Equipment was seized during the operation. Ofcom is certainly continuing its good work and investigations. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Sydney, it can be heard on VK2RWI on 147 MHz at 10am on Sundays. I'm John Mazel's VK2JPM. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF, the Croatian Amateur Radio Association, HRS, gladly invites you to participate at the 15th World ARDF Championships that will take place in Croatia, Aparcha, from the 13th to the 18th of September 2010. They hope that the ARDF competitors from all over the world will enjoy the beautiful landscapes of Croatia, from Aparcha, which is situated at the Adriatic coasts, to the green forests of the Gorski Kotar region. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Amateur Radio Newsline say that the recently launched South African Sammandilisat has now been designated as SO67. AMSAT's Oscar number coordinator Bill Tynan, W3XO, made the designation shortly after receiving an email from the Secretary South African AMSAT requesting that the Oscar number be allocated to their new ham radio bird. As previously reported, the amateur radio payload on Sambandelasat was developed by South Africa AMSAT and incorporated by the University of Stellenbosch into the main payload. 
the ham radio payload was officially coordinated through the IARU Satellite Frequency Coordination Panel with the uplink frequency of 145.880 MHz and a downlink of 435.350. The FM transponder on Sambandelasat activates on 145.875 MHz and down 435.345 and a CTCSS tone of 233.6 Hz is needed to access this FM repeater in the sky. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the HAMS domain, transparent clock for PC desktops. Do you have a need to watch four time zones? Then this free clock has no borders, no background, no junk, no ads, etc., and can be moved anywhere on the screen. It's editable, flexible, and adjustable. Google DS Clock 2.3 or Topmost Clock, both are said to be editable. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Military, K0V Veterans Day Special Event Station. Special Event Station K0V will be on the air Saturday the 7th UTC and on Veterans Day Wednesday November the 11th. The Emporia Amateur Radio Society will be operating the K0V station from a site adjacent to the Emporia All Veterans Memorial in Kansas. And the operating frequencies, 14.268, 7.262 and 3.920. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Police. The annual contest of the International Police Association Radio Club is taking place over this weekend, the 7th and 8th of November. CW is on the 7th of November, operating from 0600 to 1000 hours UTC and 1400 to 1800 hours UTC. SSB is on the 8th of November, also 600 hours to 1000 hours and 14 to 1800 hours UTC. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Raw Rotarians of Amateur Radio and VK3DLS is Mr. December. Tarkadian David, VK3DLS, now residing in Bensdale, Victoria, has a photo he took in the North Queensland town of Thurungawa, Central's Rotaract 2010 calendar. David was amongst a number of people whose photographs of Townsville are appearing in the charity calendar which was launched at the Townsville City Council Chambers by Mayor Les Tyrrell. The calendar is a result of a photo competition and forms the main vehicle for the Thurungawa Central Rotaract fundraising for local children's charities. Recipients of funds from sale of these calendars will be Angel Flight and St Vinnie's Youth. Calendars are available for purchase at the Strand Night Markets, Willow Markets, Cotter's Markets and Navcom Electronics for a cost of $5. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, SOTA, North American Summits of the Air, or SOTA Activation Day, is Saturday, November the 14th. To celebrate, the four North American Summits of the Air associations are planning a multi-hop activation spanning the North American continent. Portable mountaintop stations will be operating from VE2, W1, W2 and W6 call areas. The operators will be using the extensive spotting and alerting system devised by the SOTA organisation. To join in the fun, visit sota.org.uk. The lowdown column, including precision beacon transmissions. Finbar, EI0CF, has a QSO with Joe, VX9MRC, a 500 kHz first. Joe was on 507.77 kHz, and Finbar was on 507.056 kHz.
The antenna at EI0CF was a 70-foot vertical with a 6x50-foot top loading wires. Respective reports were EI0CF heard in Canada at 559 and VX9MRC heard at 529. The mode was CW using straight Morse keys. This is the very first MFMF Irish-Canadian contact on the 500 kHz band. Finbar was the marine operator at Marlinhead Marine Station who signed off 500 kHz when Ireland ended keeping a listening watch. Well, that's all I have for you. This week, as I sign off, this has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Let's have a look at the social scene as we leave you for this week from the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. November 15 is Queensland Club's President's Lunch at the G-Bung RSL. And of course, if you're in the Brisbane area, make sure you scan your digital radio for VK1WIA, the new station, on the digital band for that weekend. November 29 in VK2 is the final Trash and Treasure at VK2WI for the year. Moving ahead to 2010, January 24 in VK2 is the Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group's Radio Expo 2010. January 30 in VK4, Bunya Mountains and District Amcom, a ham and wine fest. February 14 in VK3, WIA 100, Centre Victoria Radio Fest, number three. And Australia's big one, February 28, the Wyong Field Day at the Wyong Racecourse in VK2. Well, that is it for another week from the WIA National News Service. Have a listen next week where we hope to bring you the news presented by ex and current radio announcers that are also licensed ham radio operators. Should be something different, should be here next week on WIA National News. I'm Graham, VK4BB, Walk Softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.